Hello, my name is Art Schmone, and I'm Managing Director of IWBC 2020 and a partner with Forest Economic Advisors, the co-producer of ABX IWBC 2020. I'm here today with Dr. Luke Whale, Technical Director for, for both DAISY AI and Staircraft Group. Luke is a well-known and highly regarded timber engineer in the UK, and in the interest of total transparency, I've actually known Luke for more than 25 years, and I've had the great pleasure of working with him on more than one occasion. Luke is a true pioneer. He has chaired the UK Code Committee for Structural Timber Products for over 30 years, and he's a co-author of the European Timber Design Standard, which is Eurocode 5. In 1997, he founded TimberSolve and was heavily involved in the introduction of iJoyce to the UK market. In 2008, he co-founded C4CI, which specialized in building performance, product development, and software development. In 2019, together with the owner of Staircraft Group, Andy Hamilton, Luke co-founded Daisy AI, which brings us right up to the present. Welcome, Luke. Thanks, Art. It's a pleasure to be on the call today with you again. Luke, uh, I wonder if you could give us a little more detail on Daisy AI and, and how it came about. Sure. Uh, well, Daisy is an acronym, and it stands for Design AI Systems. And hopefully it's going to do what it says on the tin, which is to provide a construction software which is based around AI technology and is providing design solutions into the construction market. We want to specialize in timber construction because that's where we came from and what we know best. And so over the next few years, we're hoping to roll out a number of AI applications into the timber construction sphere. So specifically, what kinds of problems does DAISY solve? It came about as a result of a very positive experience we had at Staircraft in working with a company called Brainpool to develop a, an AI application which designs uh, iJoyce floor layouts automatically. We had a problem in Staircraft in that we couldn't get enough designs or quotations out the door to satisfy the fact that we could produce more floors than we design. And so we wanted something to automate the process. Um, that's been rolled out in the UK now. So we have a, an AI application called DAISY Floor Plan operating in the UK, which designs iJoyce floor layouts automatically. You literally just input the walls and the opening for the stairwell and any ducting that you may want to route through the floor. And DAISY AI will take those input parameters, come up with an optimal floor layout and a quotation. And that's had great success in Staircraft in relieving the designers from the stress of trying to cope with all the inquiries they're getting and has enabled us to improve our output. We're now making five or 600 floor kits a week and we have capacity to do 800, which I'm hoping we'll hit next year. Uh, but why are you so keen on pioneering the use of AI? I'd heard about it. I mean, I think we all have, uh, AI is, is impacting on all aspects of our life other than uh, the work that we come and do in the construction industry every day. And so I, I sort of got the bitten by the bug about two or three years ago when I felt that we should start looking at it in construction. It's in almost every other walk of life. I've been in software development peripherally all my life, managing it generally or specifying the development of software tools. And I know that all the software tools we have at our fingertips at the moment will help designers or manufacturers to input things as quickly as possible and then to use their skills to come up with an appropriate design. 
And I just wanted to see whether AI could go that one step further and start to not just help with the input, but to help to come up with the solution to volunteer or to find a solution, which is optimal. The thing that the designer is trained for and spent all his life trying to perfect, whether we could automate that process. So is it is it a form of generative design? Yes, it's a form of generative design. That That's very popular in the area of concept design. So I know that generative design tools are starting to come about in architecture now to come up to help them conceive things like the optimal use of space in a dwelling or putting down buildings optimally uh, using space on sites. Uh, DAISY is taking that to the next level, really. It's looking at actual structural design and layout of componentry within a structure. So we want to move away from simply uh, concept design into detailed design for manufacturing. And that's what DAISY does. It's a detailed design tool. It does a structural analysis to code and will come up with a framing layout and a cost, which is absolutely bang on uh, and is able to be manufactured. Okay, interesting. So does DAISY actually learn then as it's, as it's uh, doing its thing? Well, we've got two phases to DAISY. So DAISY stage one is using something called a genetic algorithm. And actually, that's a very fast way of finding a solution as quickly as possible. But it's not learning too much along the way. We have a situation where classically, if you're a floor designer, if you wanted to go through all the permutations, there'll be hundreds of thousands of options that you could pursue to find the best one, generally the cheapest that you're trying to find. You've not got the time to do that. So you're using your instincts and the skills that you've learned to perhaps have three or four goes at it before you pick the one that you think is the winner. The genetic algorithm is doing that for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of cases, and absolutely spotting the one which is minimizing that cost. Now, that cost could be in dollars, or it could be in terms of labor time on site, or in terms of carbon footprint. We can make the cost function as sophisticated as we need it to be. But it's not learning per se. And the second level that we're putting on top now is to actually learn from itself. So phase one is an optimization tool based around a genetic algorithm. Phase two is to put machine learning on top of that and effectively to look back through the hundreds of thousands of iterations that it's tried before it found the winner and to use that to teach itself how to find that optimal design quickly. The alternative art to going straight to phase two straight away would have been that we would have had to provide the tool with hundreds of thousands of designs which were suboptimal and to sort of do that teaching process ourselves. And that would have been hugely time consuming. So we actually did it the other way around so that it can learn from itself and it's automatically learning as we speak. So, I mean, I guess one of the questions that I think people would have about artificial intelligence those of us who are, are, are perhaps um, less in the know, like me, who might have a little fear around it, why do we need artificial intelligence? Can these problems not be tackled with, you know, with conventional software or even humans? Well, yes, they can, and, and, and they are right now, and, and I've been in that world all my life, and there's two problems there. One is that there's a huge duplication of effort. What will happen is a, an architect or a builder will conceive a, a building that he wants to frame. He'll then, in order to get an idea of plausibility or costs, he will ship that generally several manufacturers, each of which will input that building into their CAD system, produce a design and produce a quotation. So maybe five or six manufacturers are engaged to do 
exactly the same thing. They'll offer five or six different prices and only one of those will win the job. So if you like, five of those designers have been employed to do something which ultimately they didn't get an order and, and it was unsuccessful. That's a huge amount of wasted time and effort. One thing that Daisy's setting out to do or AI should be able to do is to streamline that procurement process by empowering the building designer or the architect at day one to be able to find out when they have produced a layout or a, a building design concept, whether it's plausible to design the way that it's been done at the moment, and if so, at what cost. So they get very quick feedback without engaging the manufacturing chain as to plausibility and cost. So there's a huge saving on resource. And secondly, the poor old designers, they're run ragged. I've been managing them most of my life. That They can't cope with the demand generally. In uh, Their in-trays are always bigger than their out-trays. So effectively, we're trying to speed up the process. We're trying to make it consistent. And we're trying to find that absolute minimum fitness or cost function that we can find for a job, which frankly, a designer will only have 10 or 15 minutes to do using their skill. And if you're in a sitting in a manufacturer like I am in Staircraft, you live and die at the moment by the success of your designers in finding an optimal solution as quickly as they can. And if one of your competitors do, then they'll get the order. So it's a little bit of a lottery. It's a race at, uh, based on time at the moment to find the best design and to win a job. And uh, I think AI will streamline that process, as I say, speed it up, make it more consistent and reliable. Okay, so you're solving for, in this case, you're solving for low cost. In the UK, uh, that's the primary driver. So the, the application is working in the UK right now for volume house builders. They're primarily driven by cost. But the beauty of AI is that the fitness function, as they call it, the thing that drives the AI engine as to whether to continue to chase down a solution or whether to stop, is uh, whether it's found an optimal fitness, whatever that fitness might be. So what we've done in DAISY is to provide a number of uh, tuning knobs, if you like, within DAISY to empower the user to be able to say how important cost is to them in relation to, say, site time, speed on site for construction, as opposed to waste or carbon footprint or some, some of these other things that may be drivers in your procurement process. And you can literally calibrate the fitness function to be an amalgam of those things. So in the UK, depending on the customer, some customers are purely cost-driven. They're basically turning the cost knob up to max. They'll get the minimum cost solution. Some others are driven by speed on site or speed in production. Sometimes they want to floor very quickly. And they can turn the knob to effectively drive the fitness based on those other things, depending on their needs. You could also, for example, I know with iJoyce in the past, there's been some occasional concern over the, the bounciness yes, of the floor. the performance, or yeah. The performance of the actual floor itself. And that, yeah. you can optimize that as well, I suppose. Absolutely. So we can, again, on that, on performance, we can... We've got something which starts at 100%, which is the code minimum. And, and those floors, which are often criticized for being bouncy, in my experience, are generally all designed to the code. It's just that the code maybe is, is calibrated just a little bit too low for a certain proportion of the general public. So you can then wind that knob up if you want it 20% better than code or 50% better than code. You can simply chase a solution which is that much better than it would be if you were just driving down to the minimum. How do you see the future of timber design and construction? Well, I mean, I'm glad I'm not a 20-something-year-old designer because I think AI will impact on the design community, you know, the engineering community now. We'll be able to 
take a lot of the grunt out of design. I do see AI coming in to not just deal with conceptual design for architects using generative design, but tools like DAISY will come along, which will do engineering design, manufacturing layouts and the like. Uh, that'll change the way the workforce operates, and we're already starting to see that in Staircraft. So the youngsters that weren't particularly well-trained or experienced are being redeployed in other areas of the business, customer services and other aspects that um, where DAISY will do 70%, let's say, of what the total intake of work that we get in. The 70% that those designers would have been dealing with, the routine stuff, is all going away. And Daisy's taken that over, so they're being redeployed. The 30% that Daisy's not able to reach right now, the expert designers, if you like, the ninja designers who've been there a long time and really know their eggs, are still taking work off Daisy. They may take Daisy as a starting point, but they'll evolve solutions that Daisy's not been able to find quite yet. And they're still being deployed as designers. And I can see that across the construction market generally is that if you're a designer, you're either going to be top end, dealing with things that AI is not able to get to or reach or understand, or you're going to be looking to, you know, redefine your job title and and do something slightly different than you used to. You know, it's interesting. I've heard architects suggest that uh, one of the, you know, the long range benefits of generative design is that it can essentially level the playing field. And I'm sure you know from your past, uh, Luke, that there are a lot of architects and engineers out there who haven't had a lot of experience with yep. timber design or wood design. In fact, I heard one architect describe this as the democratization of, uh, of architecture, the use of AI. Yeah, well, as you know, timber, we all you know went to college and learned a lot about steel and concrete, not much about timber. I think that's generally around the world, let alone certainly in, in the UK, that's the case. And so timber is always off to a bad start with a lack of expertise and knowledge. Now, what AI will do is it'll get you in as a player for to be seriously considered without having a huge expertise in the subject. So we've been working with Autodesk as well. We're a resident uh, within the Autodesk program as a startup. They're developing AI tools, which are helping with conceptual design, and they're, they're helping to work out whether a particular building is suited to concrete or steel or timber or some sort of hybrid. And they're looking to chain out from their tools, well, there's one in development called Kratos at the moment, to then trickle down to detailed tools like DAISY to do the design for manufacturing end, the gutsy design that you'd need to do once you've chosen your material. So I, I see AI coming in both to help designers select the material of choice and be informed about things like cost and uh, carbon footprint and other things, and then to chain on to detail tools like DAISY to do the grunt. But there's always going to be an element that AI is not going to be great at. You know, the human, the good old human being is is not going to be beaten out of existence quite yet. I I can see about 20 or 30% of the market, as I say, being expert human beings who really have got the t-shirt for design and, and know the detail they will still be employed to finesse the designs that AI will come up with. You mentioned design for manufacturing. Does the code, the output of DAISY, can it be used to actually code the machines on the the manufacturing floor? That'll depend on your manufacturing output, the machines you're using, but Staircraft are using it in that way. So they're a highly automated, but they're one of the biggest floor manufacturers in the world, I guess. They're certainly the biggest stair manufacturer. They've got CNC-driven saws and routers for their iJoyce line. And it's feeding directly into those saws and routers, optimizing the cutting. So there's no waste. And uh, yeah, that's all 
back-end stuff that gets lumped into the back-end of DAISY. Uh, it's not AI, but the AI tool is then feeding into that stuff that, that it already exists. So, Luke, what are your plans going forward? There are two aspects. One is on the input side into DAISY. We're developing tools to access DAISY um, with a relationship that we have with Autodesk. Their AI hub is up in Toronto, and we're working with them to do two things. One is to create a Revit application. So Revit users can push a button, get an app and push a button to access DAISY automatically, get a floor design done in DAISY, and to receive that floor design back into Revit as a 3D BIM model. Uh, we're creating a Dynamo node for Dynamo users within Autodesk and linking to an AI project they've got on the go called Kratos. And we're creating a standalone web-based input tool, CAD tool, so that anybody can access DAISY by just drawing the walls and the opening information that they have for their floor and to effectively request DAISY to do a design and a quotation for that floor from an independent CAD tool. The other things on the output side, we're extending DAISY's capabilities right now with a stair design algorithm. So we're going to effectively design timber staircases with DAISY as well. It's something that Staircraft knows very well, being one of the largest manufacturers in the world. That's in course to be finished in uh, Q1 of 2021. And the beauty of that is it also can link to the floor program. So we can use the stair tool to define the minimum well opening size needed, the rough opening size for the stairwell. And use that and, and then in the floor program, frame the floor around that opening. So we find that architects generally specify well openings which are either too small, they're not code compliant, or too big, and then they're wasting space. So this will enable them to get the well opening they need for the stair they want and then to maximize the space available for residency in the rest of the uh, rooms. And then the other things are just uh, once we've done stairs and we're, we're looking to partner up with companies in terms of CLT design panelized wall framing and roof trusses. These are all timber components which are familiar to us. We came out of the wood industry. We know them very well. We want to network with manufacturers to start pointing DAISY at CL2 solutions, framing solutions, and roof truss solutions for the next generation as well. That's, uh, that's really very impressive. How can our audience basically learn more about DAISY and how can they get involved? It's a startup company, so we've only been going about um, six or eight months now. We've rolled the application out in the UK. Uh, the best thing, I think, would be to visit the DAISY AI website. So that's just daisy.ai. It'll, there'll be some demonstrations on there of, of how DAISY works at the moment, what it's doing 24-7 for Staircraft. It'll start to describe our plans for the future and enable you to register an interest uh, and to suggest areas of application that we, we maybe don't have on our radar at the moment and to just basically start to network with us so that we can start to open up the communication lines to our customers, which we primarily see as specifiers, architects, builders, engineers, perhaps, and, and manufacturers. Fantastic. Well, we, you're going to, I hope you're going to meet a number of architects at IWBC this year. We, we hope to have hundreds and perhaps even thousands of architects uh, at the ABX IWBC show this year. And Daisy is certainly an amazing accomplishment, Luke. And I, and I want to thank you for giving us a much closer look at uh, this exciting technology. Thanks so much, Art. And uh, I think it'll, it'll take me to retirement now. This is my last go around at really trying to make a difference in the industry. So let's see how far we get with it. I also want to thank our audience today to wish that you please stay safe and register for, for ABX IWBC 2020. Thank you very much and have a great day.